coming up now on Established in the Faith. He got in my face and he used some colorful metaphors and I lost it. And before I knew it, I had that pipe wrenched right up under his nose. I was just before fixing to loosen his teeth and I gave him a piece of my mind. Neighbor and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me, please, to Romans chapter 6. Romans chapter 6, picking it up once again today with verse 14. Romans 6, verse 14, For the sin nature shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under law, but under grace. What then shall we sin, because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. Know ye not that to whom you yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants ye are to whom you obey, whether of the sin nature unto death, or of obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that you were the servants of sin, or the servants of the sin nature. But you have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine which was delivered you. Being then made free from the sin nature, you've become the servants of righteousness. And I want to continue with the message, God's remedy for man's dilemma. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for every single person that is under the sound of my voice today. Lord, I pray for the anointing of your Spirit. Lord, help me to rightly divide this word of truth. Lord, help me to say that, Lord, which will be edifying to the people. Lord, help me to say it right, to get it right. Lord, this of which you have given us is so important. And Lord, without your anointing, Lord, we're just not going to be able to preach it as we should. We're not going to be able to understand it as we should. So Lord, I lean upon you today and I ask for your help. Anoint your people here to hear and to receive of your word. Lord, and be drawn closer to you is my prayer in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. There's no book in the Bible exactly like the book of Romans. We've been studying it now for over a year on our Wednesday night services. And here recently the Lord has led me to teach on it here during the Sunday morning services because the material found here in these chapters, chapters 6, 7, and 8 of the book of Romans is so important. And if you don't understand it, if you don't get a working knowledge of it, your Christian experience is not going to be as it ought to be. You are going to be far short from that of which Jesus paid such a price 
for us to have. And every time I read these chapters, I learn a little bit more. The Lord opens up a little bit more. My ability, my vocabulary is not sufficient enough, I feel, to be able to properly teach it. But the Lord keeps leading me to this. And I know some of you are probably getting tired of hearing me say the same old thing. But the book of Romans tells us what man's problem is. Man's problem is a sin problem. It is a sin nature that we are all born with. It goes back to the dawn of time in the Garden of Eden. And this sin nature is the cause of all the problems that are in this world today. Sin is what gives Satan that legal right to do what he does in this world, which is to kill, to steal, and destroy. That sin nature that is in the hearts and lives of every single human being, if the sin nature is not addressed properly according to the Word of God, then I have seen it wreck lives. There are people in jail today because the sin nature was not properly addressed. There are families that are torn all to pieces today because the sin nature was not addressed. Our nation today is in a mess because the sin nature has not been properly addressed. There are churches today that are torn all to pieces because the sin nature is not properly addressed within the hearts and lives of Christian folk. Did you hear me? If that sin nature is not properly addressed and the mechanics properly maintained, then the sin nature will revive and there will be problems. And it can be worse than it was before you even got saved if you do not properly address the sin nature. We're talking about something that is very deadly. We're talking about a sickness. We're talking about a disease that has killed every single human being that has ever lived. Every single one of us have that condition today. Every single one of us are terminal with that sin nature. It destroys. But Jesus said you can have life and you can have it more abundantly. And the Apostle Paul gives us the mechanics of our Christian experience in the sixth chapter of the book of Romans. The sin nature can be controlled by two ways. You can control the sin nature by the means of law, or you can control it by the means of grace. The problem with law is law attempts to address the sin nature from without. Law tells us what to do and what not to do, but gives us no power to do it. A lot of sermons will be preached today on what to do and what not to do and do this and do that, but they will not tell you how to do it. 
The sermon will not give you any power to do it. That's where grace comes in. Law works from without. Grace works within. It is the Holy Spirit working within the heart of the Christian. And the way you become a Christian is accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Law does one of two things. It either excites you to keep it, or it excites you to try to break it. Now, obviously, the right thing to do, as it pertains to the law of God now, is to keep it. But most of the world out here goes headlong, and they break God's law, and they incur the wrath of God upon them. The Bible says the wrath of God abides upon the ungodly. They're condemned. And then those few who try to keep God's law, after a while they find that it ain't as easy as what they thought. 1,600 years of law, and nobody was able to keep the Ten Commandments. Ten simple little commandments, and no human being was ever able to keep it. None. And some of you sit here today, some of you listening by radio, you'll say, well, Brother James, I ain't got a problem keeping it. Really? Give me a call, 252-299-4234. I want to talk to you. The last commandment, thou shalt not covet, means desiring something that somebody else has. That's what covetousness is. Thou shalt not covet the last commandment it sort of put a cap on the entirety of the law in essence stating that it's not merely enough to physically keep the law but if you so much as even have a desire in your heart to break God's law you broke it Jesus expounded upon it when he said, Sir, if you even so much as look at a woman and lust after her, you've committed adultery in your heart. I said all of that to say this. Law does one thing. It identifies sin. God gave the law to show man just how bad off he really is the law identifies sin in your life it identifies the sin nature that is in your life here's where grace comes in God deals with the sin nature through and by the means of grace People don't understand grace. They didn't understand it in Paul's day. Paul upset some folks, especially some Jews, some comments that he had made about the law, and they, they were so mad with him. They accused him of teaching grace and using grace as a license to sin. 
And even today, I'll hear people say, oh, you Christians, you believe in that greasy grace stuff. Let me tell you something. There's nothing greasy about grace. Grace is the only way that you are going to make heaven your home. That's it. Grace. Law works from without. Grace works from within. It is the Holy Spirit, the most powerful force in all of the universe, coming into your heart and life. There's two aspects of God. There's many aspects of God's grace, but there's two aspects I want to deal with. Most people understand grace relative to salvation. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Most people understand grace as God sending His Son Jesus into the world to die for our sins. And that's great. That's what you need to get saved. Let me tell you, that's what you need to stay saved. Are you hearing me? When Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross, He paid man's sin debt. That opened up the door for the Holy Spirit to come in a way that He was not able to come under the Old Testament. Jesus said, I'm going away, and when I go away, I'll send you another comforter. The Holy Spirit. He told the disciples, He said, you have the Spirit with you, but He shall be in you. And every single one of you today that named the name of Jesus, if you're a child of God, you have that power of the Holy Spirit residing within your heart and within your life. Now, this is important. Your understanding and your adjustment to the Holy Spirit will determine the quality of your Christian experience. And then when I closed out last week, I gave you this example. Law is like the speed limit sign out here. 55, or whatever it may be. You are in control of how much pressure you put on that gas pedal. You're going down the road, you see that speed limit. You look around. You either adjust your speed accordingly, or you just keep right on getting it up. You are the one that's in control. Grace is a state trooper sitting right there at the sign. That state trooper sitting there, you're going to hit the brakes. I don't care if you are going to speed limit. Your, your automatic reaction, as soon as you, boom, your foot hits that brake. You're checking to make sure you got your seatbelt fastened. And sometimes, some people, they just don't pay it in the mind, and they just go right on, and next thing you know, you look in the rearview mirror, and they got that blue light flashing. How many of you have ever been pulled over by? Mmm. 
Oh, I'm going to preach real good now. <laughs> yeah. So you're all acquainted with that feeling. You get down in your stomach. You're going down the road and you hear it, you see it. Yeah, I know what it's like. The Holy Spirit will do the same thing. The blue light of Holy Ghost conviction in your life is the greatest deterrent to sin. I'm going to tell you something real juicy now. Back years ago, y'all didn't think I was going to tell you about something that happened yesterday, did you? Years ago, just started taking some college classes for getting my credentials to be ordained and whatever the case. I did maintenance work, machine maintenance, and went in to work one Friday morning, and they hit me just as soon as I come in the door. James, that machine's gone down, the head's blowed, and plastic has run all the way down the barrel the barrel about as long as this pew here and the head's up here somehow or another it sprung a leak and plastic run all the way down the full length of that barrel and it's got heater bands wrapped around it wires going everywhere and that plastic it just liquid plastic it just wrapped up the heater bands, wires and there, and that pressure had pulled wires out, and it was a mess. Oh, my goodness. And as the wires got pulled out, the heat went off, and that plastic got hard as a rock. And that machine was down, and they were looking at me to get it back up and running. Twelve hours beating and banging on that plastic, trying to get it off that barrel so we could put new heater bands on and get it back up and running. Beating and banging, sweating, about 15 foot up in the air, and it was already summertime hot. I was just having a bad day. About 4 o'clock, supervisor comes over. James, we got another machine over here that's gone down. We need you to go over there and take a look at it. Well, I ain't but one. I can't work on but one thing at a time. Okay. So I go over there and I get my stuff and I'm troubleshooting it. DC motor went out. Huge thing. About bigger than this communion table sitting here 300 horsepower dc motor and it way up there on top of the machine it's got to be unbolted took off everything i mean it, it's a mess it's a job it takes about two people to to handle that i told the supervisor i had a pipe wrench in my hand i told the supervisor look dc motor's gone out we got another one back in the shop. I've got my orders to finish up this machine, and we'll get back on that one Monday morning. 
he got in my face and he used some colorful metaphors. It won't the King James Version. And I lost it. I didn't lose the pipe wrench. And before I knew it, I had that pipe wrench right up under his nose. I was just before fixing to loosen his teeth with that 18-inch rigid pipe wrench. And I gave him a piece of my mind, and words come out of my mouth, buddy. I was hot. Lost my temper. Throwed that pipe wrench in my toolbox, locked it up, punched the clock, got in my truck, and I squealed tires out of the parking lot going up the road. About five minutes later, I hadn't got two miles up the road. And that blue light of Holy Ghost conviction got a hold of my heart. And the Lord said, now look what you've done. Here you are a Christian going to school to be a preacher of all things. And you act like that. I felt about this big. I felt like my legs could hang off the edge of a sheet of paper. How many of you have ever tried to argue with the Lord? Anybody? Yeah, you do. You just don't know it. Well, Lord, he shouldn't have talked to me like that. You know I've had a bad day. I've worked 12 hours, and, and then he come up and talked to me like that. Don't nobody talk to me like that. I don't deserve that. That don't give you no right to sin. Hello? Don't argue with the Lord. He's going to win. <laughs> He's going to win. He's going to take you out behind the woodshed. And the Lord wouldn't let up. That blue light of conviction wouldn't stop till I turned that truck around. I went back to the plant. I took my card and punched in. I went over to that supervisor and I apologized. I said, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have acted that way. Please forgive me. Tell me what you want me to do, and I'll get started on it. That's grace. The divine influence upon the heart and its reflection in the life. God's grace does not mean that you won't ever slip and fall. God's grace does not mean that you won't ever sin. God's grace is that blue light of Holy Ghost conviction upon your heart when you do do wrong. And when you see sin, you hit the brakes. Hello? The Apostle Paul said, 
God be thanked, Romans 6, verse 17, that you were the servants of sin. You used to be dominated by that old slave master, the sin nature. But you've obeyed from the heart. That's putting your faith in that form of doctrine. That form of doctrine is Jesus Christ and Him crucified, which opens the door for the Holy Spirit to come inside, He said, which was delivered you. Our faith in Christ and His finished work is what has delivered us from the slave master of the sin nature. You may slip and fall from time to time, but thank God you're not dominated by it like you used to be. Praise God. And he said, verse 18, Being then made free from sin, you become the servants of righteousness. Your understanding and adjustment to that divine nature in your life will determine the quality of your Christian experience. And if we can just learn to obey the Spirit of God in our lives and hit the brakes, then our Christian experience will be as it ought to be. If the program today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. We have Sunday school every Sunday morning at 945 and worship service at 11, as well as prayer meeting and Bible study every Wednesday night at 730. Go to com and click on the events tab for gospel singings and other special services. That's right, Jules. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMET community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.